remember I had lasagna. How do you want that cooked? Not too crisp or bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink. Ta-da. This is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State. He had to get work. He likes the town. He paints toy soldiers and he's getting Hey everyone, it's Matt Knudsen and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is Grabbing Lunch, episode 32. My lunch with comedy legends Jake Johansson and Craig Anton. I am going to get to the episode... Sooner than later, I've always been a fan of short and sweet, uh, but I just want to say quick hello and thank you to everyone who's been following the show on SoundCloud. The Grabbing Lunch podcast is hosted on the site SoundCloud, and just earlier this week, we passed 600,000 followers. So thank you to SoundCloud. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. I really appreciate the support, and in a dovetail transition... I really appreciate hanging out with uh, Jake Johansson and Craig Anton. Uh, I had such a great time. I'm such a giant fan of both of these guys. Um, if you don't know them, if you're not familiar with their work, uh, well, I mean, what can I say? Jake Johansson has been on David Letterman 43 times. He has done 43 sets on Letterman, which I just absolutely blows my mind. Uh, he's also been on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He's he's a comedy legend. We have a word for people like that, and it is a comedy legend. His website is jakethis.com, J-A-K-E-T-H-I-S, jakethis.com, where you can find his uh, tour schedule. You can watch a bunch of his sets. They are all great. You can buy his album. Uh, also, he has a phenomenal podcast on the All Things Comedy Network, uh, also called the Jake This Podcast. Jake This is uh, about to celebrate its 100th episode, which is, a, which is a big deal. He's been doing it for a while, and he's, uh, he's very good at it. So jakethis.com, find, support, and uh, for the record, if you did not know, and just to make it easy to figure out who's who sitting at the table, Jake Johansson sounds like this. I mean, it's, this show's already run five years, but I, they never called me to say that I didn't get it. Well, as long as they didn't call you and tell you you didn't get it, you still might get it. That's how this town works. My uh, my other guest is Mr. Craig Anton. Craig is a phenomenal actor and comedian. He does uh, dramatic and comedic acting. You've seen him in Mad Men. He was also in. He does voices on Bob's Burgers. He was in Phil of the Future. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. I could go on and on. IMDb Craig Anton. C R A I G A N. T O N. He uh, he's also a musician. He is in a great band called the Tulsa Skull Swingers, that are playing in the upcoming festival Supreme here in Los Angeles. Uh, the Tulsa Skull Swingers. Uh, last time I saw them play live, it was it was Craig was fronting. Uh, the drummer is Ron Lynch. Another guitarist is is Blaine Capatch. They're all great comedians and also uh, phenomenal musicians. If that weren't enough. 
Craig is also a director. He's directing a play here at the Atwater Village Theater called the Dental Society Midwinter Meeting. So if you are in Los Angeles, uh, they are playing at the Atwater Village Theater until mid-July. So uh, so look that up, find tickets, and um, Craig Anton sounds like this. There's some ladies over there at that next table. Yeah. Should I go over and do some close-up magic? <laughs> Abracadabra, everyone. It is the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. You can go to grabbinglunch.com to see pictures of my guests, listen to previous episodes, or bless your heart, even make a donation to the show. And a portion of every donation goes to support the LA Food Bank here in Los Angeles. It's grabbinglunch.com or go to mattknutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N, where you can find me for Twitter, Facebook, uh, find some tour dates. I'm actually uh, about to hit the road to support my next Next album, American, which is on iTunes and Rooftop Comedy, GrabbingLunch.com, MattKnutson.com. Okay, enough with this shameless self-promotion. Let's get to the episode. I do have to note, uh, if you've ever listened to the episode or if this is your first one, these are recorded live at restaurants that are open for business, and there are various levels of sound involved. This one they were playing the radio, I think you can hear in the background, and I think they were playing the Creedence Clearwater Revival Pandora Station, so our voices are present, you can totally hear what we're saying, but there are some recognizable songs in the back. So, if you don't listen to the episode for our uh, our conversation alone, listen to it for the rockin' tunes. Okay, uh, with that, here's my lunch with Jake Johansson and Craig Anton at the San Francisco Saloon in West Los Angeles. Let's eat. We, my wife got chocolate. Oh, we did some kind of modified ride thing. What's ride? I have no idea. So where you just look at your kid and wait for them to figure it out. <laughs> well, whatever you want. Because I think she wants something. Yeah. I wonder what it is. And you we'll don't say out. no. You just yeah. let them. You want to give her a scarf? No, but I'll you throw one down there and see if she wants it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You tell us. Yeah. Uh, but our, our kid's pretty self, like, you know, she sustained. can entertain herself. Yeah. yeah. She goes in her room and she can, without any internet connection, she can occupy her time. That's great. That's no small thing, you know. Yeah. You see kids now, it's just like they're three and they're like... You know, the she's iPad into, and the... She's into uh, books on CD we check out the library. <laughs> That's like, great. Room, she listen, she's listened to all the Harry Potter books multiple yeah. times. And now she's, you know, she's uh, books. Have you seen, there's like a video on YouTube, like, Toddler Things magazine is iPad. And it's like, it's, I think the kid's like eight months old or maybe, it's yet less than a year. But... They put a magazine in front of the baby, and she tries to like make the image bigger in the magazine. It's a photograph, and it's a print magazine. She's just like confused that she can't change the dimensions of the iPad. So, yeah, people think babies who know how to work iPads are smart. That baby is not stupid. Baby, it's a magazine. Her parents should be sued. What's a baby reading L for anyway? Right? Fashion tips, you know how to, you gotta know how to, you gotta know what's sexy. (laughs) 
Is your baby sexy? Yeah. Is your baby sexy? Turn to page 92 and take this quiz. <laughs> That's like on the side of the, the cover, you know. Yeah. It's probably wrong if you're asking if your baby's sexy, but if a baby is asking, am I sexy, then that's, all, then that's okay, right? I think so. Yeah, very true. You could ask that of yourself. Yeah. Oh, somebody I, wonder, that I kind of stopped wondering that. If, if your I'm baby sexy. was sexy. No, I stopped wondering if I'm sexy. Am I sexy? I kind of feel like that. Yeah, like to sexy empty. enough. Yeah. That question. Yeah. Uh, it's like, how about let's all just be good people? Let's, let's, uh, is, that, uh, is that good enough? Well, that's the consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be a good person. I'll just try to do that. Try that for a while. That's the whole thing I've been working. It's hard work. Yeah. Bettering myself? Nah, I'll just do more crunches. Yeah. No, I think there's like an era, like maybe in your like 20s or 30s, you're like, well, I'm going to just like work out and I'll be, that'll be the thing that attracts me. And just like, yeah. I think decency ages much better than, you know, being a gym rat. That's what they say. That's what the Buddhists say. <laughs> you know? Do they? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Are you so caught up in their world. Uh, trip. Yeah. Uh, that robe is the wrong color of orange. We're all wearing this color of orange of robe. You're not really like this. No, you know, the whole giving of yourself thing, you know, is kind of right. might be yeah. overrated. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Are you a spirity, spiritually religious? More than I was, I'd say. More than I was, more than my Catholic upbringing. Shamed me to be, yeah. you know. Now, yeah, a little more tuned into maybe the universe, maybe others. And How does that manifest itself? Well, uh, prayer and meditation in the morning, you know, really kind of gets your head straight, you know, just a little twenty-minute meditation in the morning. Cool, it's really great. I know. I've been trying to do that. It's hard to sit down for twenty minutes. <laughs> are you doing it, or are you just was that a joke? I do when really I can. Good. Yeah, when I can. Yeah. And sometimes it's like. I got five minutes that I can afford to do this, and then I'll take it. Thanks. And that's all you need. I, well, you need 20, but yeah. so five, you're, gonna, you're probably out of gas in another half hour. That's true. Right? Well, my wife said, so that you can do it at different times of the day when you're, you know, mindfully washing the dishes, you know, or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever at the stoplight, you know. Yeah. Oh, people honk at you if you're mine. At the stoplight. At five minutes yeah. in one cycle of the light. <laughs> Just give me your. <laughs> it's almost. I'm meditating. I was gonna set my. I was gonna try and set my um, alarm so that I could get up and have 20 minutes in the morning because that's the best yeah. time before yeah. anything starts. Oh yeah. But, my wife doesn't want to get woke up 20 right. minutes early yeah. so that I can meditate. Yeah, sure. So it's the reverse effect <laughs> while I'm meditating. Yeah. She's just fuming. Yeah. I guess you'll just have to do it while you're washing dishes or in traffic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That five minutes. Yeah, what's up with those dishes? Just... <laughs> this has to take 20 minutes. Yeah. You should have eaten more. <laughs> We have a dishwasher, but we never we never use it. We have like one of the I'm just it's me and my wife. So if we make a meal, there's two plates, there's two you know, like pots and pans. So we wash them. It's in the rack, right? You know, right away. But very little meditation time. I'm glad you brought this up because I would like to talk about my wife and her 
she will use when she played Craig's wife in a commercial. Yes. What? Yes. Played it to the hilt. Yeah. What was the spot? A lot of people thought she over overacted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't, it was a Volvo thing, I think. But anyway, in real life, when she cooks, she likes to use whatever the maximum amount of pots and spoons yeah. and right. plates. And, you know, if we're sitting down for a cookie, like a Girl Scout cookie, we all have to have a plate. We all have to have a napkin. You know? I have a nickname for my wife. I call her a destroyer of all kitchens. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, same deal. And it's, how could you possibly? And why would you? Don't you get it? We're the people who clean this up. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like we're the king and queen and we just go down to the kitchen and just go ape shit and then somebody else has to clean it. Yeah. You can just shit right over there. Go ahead. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, someone will clean that up. Yeah. Someone named Jake. I like to uh, clean while I cook. I like, um, You know, I like I'm to the clean same that way. pot, put it away. Keep yeah. the surface, keep my working area. Yeah, you know, I love to do that too. You know who hates when you even describe that to them while they're cooking? My wife. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. I tried to explain to her. You know, we got one really awesome knife. Yeah. And I tried to say, hey, instead of putting that in the sink when you cut one piece of cheese with it, maybe if you just give it a quick rinse and wipe it off and put it back in the knife thing, so I don't have to either wait for it to come out of the dishwasher a week and a half from now or. Reach in there and now it's all covered with yeah. tea, you know, old oh, tea yeah. and goopy. Yeah. E. coli, yeah. yeah. What's well, this <clears throat> skeevy? It's, it's all, it's got to be washed. You yeah. just wipe it off, it's all set. Yeah. Right. I always like put it in the drying rack and like invariably when I'm putting other dishes in there, we'll cut my hand. So oh, like, my yeah. resolution is just like, you know what? It takes 0.4 seconds to dry it off and put it in the drawer. Yeah. Get it out of the mm -hmm. environment where you could potentially end your life by like slitting your wrist You're like oh I should have just I should have taken that extra two seconds uh, I thought it was harder to kill yourself by slitting your wrist I mean I'm not trying to call bullshit on you on your own podcast but I heard a lot of people try and it doesn't work out for them but you're acting like you could accidentally just while you're washing the dishes yeah what's going on now this is actually, this episode here, is called yeah. Cry for Help. Yeah. I brought you guys here to hear you. I knew I just watched The Godfather 2, go. and he made it look so easy. He's like, oh, he's in the tub. <laughs> yeah, I smelled that coming from your uh, 14 texts this morning. Don't That's forget, right. don't forget don't about the podcast. Oh my God, still coming? You a lot? Because oh. I got out of the loop on the everybody thing. I yeah, I was glad that that. that was, yeah. The whole organizing this after you got that audition, it was like, yeah. oh my god. Sure. How did that go, by the way? Great. You booked think, it? Uh, well, I'm on hold for it. Great. That was two, two weeks ago, though. It was. So it was. That's the mm. nice thing about this. Like, you can do like a lunch whenever it's convenient. So it's not like you know, yeah. there's a studio time to wrangle in. Do you have some kind of confidentiality thing you can't you can't tell? Uh, that is true. I did I sign know. that, yeah, and I have not officially been released yet. Mm. But I'm guessing it's almost two weeks ago. Sure. Yeah, I called for a pilot. I mean, it's the show's already run five years, but they never called me to say that I didn't get it. Right? Waiting to hear. They might remake it with a bunch of old guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where is our food? It's been like five minutes. Uh 
think it was right out of the kitchen over there. There's some ladies over there at that next table. Yeah. Should I go over and do some close-up magic? <laughs> do you know any close-up magic? A bit. Enough to make it interesting. <laughs> Especially if it's like done against their will. Yeah. And like nothing up my sleeve. Who are you, sir? Just or just David me. Blaine and say, hey, can I show you something? And then just do some, just nothing. It's got to be, yeah, can I show you something? Such yeah. a wide open question. Like, who says yes to that anymore? <laughs> right. Now, after the internet, can I show you something? No, no you can't. Oh, oh there's wow. your onion rings. Yeah. Onion rings, thank you very much. I didn't think this was going to be good to eat lunch at this late in the day, but yeah. I didn't eat yet, and so I'm pretty okay. excited. I haven't had anything but like two cups of coffee, so this is. It's kind this of whole event is timely. It's hard to uh, wait this long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing about this place. You can get an Irish coffee, but don't ask for coffee in here. Yeah. Really? Just I a mean, regular they coffee, coffee no but good. they don't have any cream to put in it. They only uh, have whipped cream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, please, of course. Yeah, take the whole... Wow. How do these microphones hold up against a little thousand island? I think they do great. Pretty good. They actually send their brochure for the microphones, like mm. Thousand Island absorbing microphones. Yeah, I used to work on Seventh Heaven, uh, the TV series with Stephen Collins and oh, Catherine yeah. Hicks, the family show, and we shot right around the corner from here. So when we had like, it was like a Friday or something, we're like, hey, let's go out to lunch. This is where we would come. Yeah, yeah. So there's a history here. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to bog down the podcast, but I kind of feel like <laughs> the way it's been going so far. We can do whatever we want, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about Seventh Heaven? I never saw it. Is it a, Seventh is Heaven it a was... Um, seven kids or something? Yeah, they had seven kids. It was... Um, Stephen Collins played a uh, pastor, like a minister of some church. His wife, Catherine Hicks. And then they had... Um, they had seven kids. Barry Watson, Jessica Beale. Um, whatever happened to her? Jessica Beale was Jessica one of the kids. Beale. She was one of the kids, yeah. Oh. And I worked on it for season... That was uh, your chance. That, that was, was my... Oh, I really... <laughs> hey, Jessica, what do you say? Like, get away from me, weird crew guy. <laughs> but I was um, I was in the sound department, and I worked mm-hmm. on it for season seven, eight, and nine. Wow. And then um, I was still, like, auditioning for commercials, but I was just kind of... had just got into it, and, you know, I was not getting too many appointments. I had, like, once a month. And the sound mixer would let me go if I had an audition. But towards the end of season nine, I started it started to pick up a little bit. And he's like, I can't, I can't have you leave in like you know two times a week to go and do this stuff. Yeah. So you need to be here, or you need to go to, you know, to like the transition to the acting career. So at the end of season nine, I ended up doing right. acting. Season nine. Wow. Season I don't know nine. what the show was. And yeah. it went nine they did. Years. Oh, yeah. Jessica Biel was on it. I think it, it was like on, 11 years. How many times have I Googled Jessica Biel? Right. How many W-B-B. times? <laughs> At least twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like six months after I quit the show, it came back for season 10 and I actually got uh, an audition to for read the show. for the show. And um, I went in to read for it and the casting director's like, I don't know if you watch the show, but Kevin and Lucy are, and I wasn't gonna say anything like before, but I was just like, this opportunity, I was like, you know what, I actually 
I worked on it for three years. That I I know everything about the story more so than I should. <laughs> but I ended up I ended up booking the job, and I went on to the set. And it's, I mean, like a, a TV crew, we're like, there's like 60, 70 of us, and it's really kind of a tight family. And there was a guy, um, he was Stephen Collins' stand, and he, his name is Mike Kelly. And he would do this bit. Everyone has like their kind of like thing. He would announce someone's name, just like a random crew member, and everyone would like applaud. Like he was being introduced, like, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Anton and whatever someone was doing they'd stop and like applaud the person so I mm -hmm. went on set and um, I did the scene that I was there to do and he's like ladies and gentlemen Matt Knudsen and like they were clapping for me but it went on longer than like the normal applause thing so it was almost like them saying like Our go for it yeah, yeah he's he's, mm -hmm. he's doing it so it was really one of the very t very touching and you know very cool yeah. uh, but that was right around the corner well yeah seventh heaven he was describing that applause thing yeah at the end <laughs> i felt like like this guy is really opening up to us we better not express our yeah. true feelings this is like a true christmas story moment <laughs> yeah. that's it that's i don't know even what to say book. right now right right it's coming it's coming out I think they tore the stage down, but um, they shot all 11 years there. It was, wow. we took it over for, they used to shoot Evening Shade, mm -hmm. and then Seventh Heaven came in after Evening Shade. Was that Don Johnson, Evening Shade? I think it was Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Evening Shade. But they're tearing out a lot of stuff to put in this subway, or the train. Um, mm -hmm. From Santa Monica to downtown. It's going to make it right. a lot easier for us to all get to our dishwashing yeah. jobs. <laughs> true. Uh, true. Where do you live, Craig? Uh, Don't give out your exact address because we're actually doing a show right now. <laughs> five, 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 five Street. Uh, I live the uh, Miracle Mile, uh -huh. Mid Wilshire yeah. area. Uh, we've been Central. in town there for like 18 years now. Wow. And we're in Ven we were in Venice prior to that, which we loved. And just what happened? <laughs> Two well, got pregnant. Right? Yeah. yeah. Could run out of space. Venice. Right. Yeah. So, but they're graduating in one more year. So, congratulations. I'd like man. to move to the West Side again. Yeah. Yeah. Once they go away, but we'll see. Where are they going to go? They don't know yet. They're taking their uh, tests uh, in, in a week or two, and so all that's getting going. You know, we're looking at schools, and you know, one of them said they're twins, and one of them said she liked Portland State, and the other one freaked out. That's where I wanted to go. <laughs> they're not so, going to go to the same place, no. right? They want to be separate. Yeah. They're not like this. My mother's actually a twin. Uh, and they are two peas in a pod. Yeah. They want to do everything together. So they don't want they don't want to go. No, I think they're ready to do I their own that. thing. Plus for a while. 18 years, you know, that's a long yeah. time. Plus you make them dress the same all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, watch, we watch Wizard of Oz every night before we go to bed. The whole thing. <laughs> you girls are gonna be tired if we don't get this thing fired up. <laughs> they, love to, they love to do their homework. Yeah. 
That's a Portland's a nice city. Yeah. Be progressive and yep. you know. Yep. Let's see. I guess living in Los Angeles, anywhere you go, you're pretty accustomed to having things be pretty liberal and you know figuring out your own way. It's funny. I was talking to some people last night. One guy uh, grew up here in Santa Monica. Went to I, I think he went to school in Michigan or Wisconsin. And and the, the other folks in this group were also from Minnesota or Wisconsin, and and we we're all and I'm from Nebraska, so we're all going on and on about the weather and I the freezing Nebraska. Oh yeah. Oh cool. Thank you very much. Andy, thank you so much. Silverware and extra napkins. Anybody want another beer? Uh, I'll, I'll do one more. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Right now. I respect Matt for really opening up the door. If you want to have a beer, it's okay. Yeah. You yep. Yeah. I am honored to be sitting with you guys. So get as many beers as you like. Yeah, he's having two. We might yep. do some shots and then... <laughs> pay for your own Uber, though. That's what no. <laughs> well, I already got the haircut, so my day is done. Oh. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I want to get my hair cut, but I'm on hold for that uh, Seventh Heaven show. <laughs> Still waiting to hear. Still waiting. <laughs> so uh, the, the Nebraska and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, you know, we all know how brutal it is back there in the winter. I think people, some people who live here in LA don't know. I mean, they, they don't understand because I'm from Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah. When I was a kid. They don't get that you can die if you fall asleep outdoors. You will die. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So his his big being from San, Santa Monica, he felt that he could always get out of there. Right. And when you're living there, there is no escape, really. It's uh, it's not an option because you don't see a lot of people doing it. No. So everybody roots down and they get their house and and they suffer through it. Yeah. And uh, here in LA, you like drive to Big Bear. You're like, well, that's enough snow. I'm, yeah. You know, and then you drive back, and you know. Yeah, so my, if my girls go out into the Midwest, into the world, yeah, maybe that will happen. That, where they say, oh, I kind of dig the seasons. They're not going to do it. There's nobody. I, I, well, maybe there's people who come from here, they go out there, or they fall in love with someone, and then they're in Nebraska. You meet those people, but mm -hmm. I've never met anybody. Because I go back there, people want to come up to me and talk to me because I'm from there. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever come up and said, yeah, I moved out here from California. Right. That, <laughs> <laughs> this place, this is where you really want to be. This is where the real people yeah. are. Have you been to Banana Republic? <laughs> I just want to know pants. all my neighbors. I get as good a pants as anything you got out in LA. <laughs> yeah, I have lived in Nebraska. I have lived in Iowa. Uh, my family moved here from North Dakota. And it's just... There's, a, there's millions of people in Los Angeles because it's great. Mm -hmm. you know, that's why people come here. You know? Yep. It's great and sort of terrible. Yeah, oh yeah. Great and sort of terrible. There's a lot of stuff, there's too many people. I mean, I do get the Midwest, the people are nice. The people are nice. The people can be weird here. Yep. I agree with that. I was in line at the bank yesterday, and um, this guy came, he was standing in line behind me. And I, uh, I had a keychain. It's like my my keychain is actually like a PCH sign. It's the one, like the US one that you know. And that's why I put my keys on. He's like, I like your keychain. He's like, Hey, thanks. And he's like, I saw that you're depositing checks. 
things must be going well for you. I thought you're someone I should network. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was someone I should network was the second line of our relationship. He's, he's read a lot of self-help books, but he doesn't know anyone who deposits checks. Things must be going well. I'm I'm just getting money out. I don't even know how it got in there. I'm just trying to get it out. You're someone I should network. It's like I don't even really know what to. It's like I go to I go to a lot of churches because you know sometimes people uh, they're working. Oh, I can't. I don't even know what to. I felt terrible. You know what do you what do you say to that? You're just, yeah. Well, did you network with him a little bit? <laughs> I mean, did you say where are you going after this? What time's his spot tonight at the comedy store? He was like in business administrations, you know, and I didn't, you know. I have no idea why he chose to make me the guy that he wanted to. Maybe he just came from one of those seminars <laughs> in his business. Till they buy or till they die. Practice it at the bank. Mm-hmm. Present yourself to opportunity. Now, it was really funny, and I don't know if that would have happened in Nebraska or Iowa, you know, this guy putting it out like that. No, it would have probably been about the weather. <laughs> I actually thought Nebraska, the, uh, uh, the movie did a great job of capturing that kind of mentality of the men that never talk about anything, and they just kind of like, so how'd you get here? Oh, how long did it take you, you know? Mm-hmm. I found that movie very depressing because it was sort of ad- accurate and I think a lot of people watched it and they thought it was funny and charming and that was some kind of a joke and it's like that's more real than it is not real it's not it's not something to laugh at those those people that's that's for real it's kind of it's tough going mm-hmm. Alexander Payne lives I think he lives in Nebraska full time hmm then just comes out here to Los Angeles when he's like doing, you know, casting stuff. I read for Nebraska. Oh, yeah. And um, it was the Bob Odenkirk, the brother role, with like a mm-hmm. newscaster. But I think I got the appointment because I was like a Midwest guy, and he's like one of those guys who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Midwest. He likes mm-hmm. the the real deal. You always About imagine Schmidt was there too. Hmm. About Schmidt, that Jack Nicholson movie. You yep. shot it in Lincoln. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jake. Sorry. I was going to make a mean joke about Alexander Payne, and now I decided <laughs> not to. Yeah, because he listens to the podcast weekly. Well, it wasn't going to be super mean. It was just, I guess it was going to be more mean about Nebraska. Because I was going to say, you always like to imagine that successful people who get nominated for Academy Awards are having a better life than you. It's not always true. No, he's living in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine there's something palatial with like your own lake somewhere. I bet. Know, which is different. They don't and even that you, house. They don't ask you there if you want bacon. <laughs> you just get the bacon. Mm-hmm. It's implied. You, know, you can pick it out. <laughs> and that house is... $317,000. There's only going to be 28 acres. Is that okay? Well, I guess so. Are your people still there, Craig? No. It's 
some friends, cousins, but everybody moved out. Yep. Where'd they go? Um, my dad went to Houston. My mom's in Vegas. My sister in Denver. Mm -hmm. A couple brothers, a brother and sister here. And my wife's mother is here. Was she a Nebraska person too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All just kind of split out. Yeah. We got out. We're out. We're done. I blame it on my parents and them taking us on summer vacation. So we said, wow, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> it's so not where I live. Right? right. I'm going to explore some of this landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's side of the family is all Nebraska. My mom's side of the family is all Colorado. And they were the only two kids of their brothers and sisters that, like, bounced and yeah. went somewhere else. Yeah. I was born in Hawaii, wow. you know, so they were kind of like, you're ill good, just let's get out of here. Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. That's when your dad was on the lamb? <laughs> Laying low on the big island. <laughs> yeah. He was fleeing an indictment. And I was like, hey, let's... If we're going to get popped anywhere, let's make it Hawaii. I majored in pineapples in college, so <laughs> it's really one of the only places we could go. I'm out of options. i got to go. Yeah, we went there, uh, the wife and I, like three years ago, four years ago for a vacation. And we went to um, <clears throat> um, Maui, and it was like, we stayed in a house that was uh, old sugar plantation workers. But they just changed them into vacation rental things, but it was still like the the one bedroom thing with the patio and like property around it, so mm. it was really fun. Wow. But I don't have people there. I haven't, you know haven't been there. People back in regularly. Hawaii. Yeah. And I guess I knew I've known people who lived in Hawaii for a while and kind of they went they went a little nuts because it was so small. Yeah, but beautiful. Gorgeous. And then you go swim in the ocean, it's like an aquarium. You guys doing okay? Uh, yeah, we're doing great, thanks. Yeah, that just seems like one of those kind of magical, like if you moved to Hawaii, you would just all at once realize that you were 90 years old and you forgot to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be alone with my thoughts, oh no! What happened? Yeah, I don't know, I went swimming, then I went and had some lunch, and now I'm old. <laughs> I heard the people on the planet that live the longest the oldest people that are alive are from Okinawa. Mm. Just because everything is so um, calm and relaxing and there's no stress at all. Right. Right. It was like a, um, I think the oldest person, 117. In Okinawa? Yeah, 117. Wow. <clears throat> you know, I don't know if I want to be around that long. That feels like a long time to live. Plus, that's that's also like four decades of being old. Yeah. You know, that's tough. Right. Wait. What are you starting counting at? <laughs> Just, well, 60. Yeah, I don't think we're really old when we're 60 anymore. 70, you know. Yeah. Plus, um, you won't live that long, no matter where you move, because because of all the processed foods you've eaten. There's that. Hmm? I don't know. We're the opposite. <laughs> yeah? You might be dead for three years before your body starts to show it. <laughs> 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 
where Matt's got pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the corner. <laughs> Just have a hat tilted over yeah. his eyes. Eh? How often does he get his hair cut? Doesn't seem to be broken. Just his nails. His nails are the only thing they're growing. That is oh. the worst halitosis I've ever <laughs> That is beyond. Oh god. Don't say anything, he's very sensitive about him. Yeah. Where <laughs> does it on his Midwestern roots? <laughs> mm. I do have to applaud your getting a salad at a place like this. That's amazing. I've had this before here. Oh really? It's pretty it's got bacon in it. <laughs> bacon in it. It's so you feel like you're eating spinach, because you are, yeah. you're also having some bacon. Right, and chicken, mushrooms, and everything. Ranch dressing, and then Greg ordered those onion rings, so forget about it. Right, it's working. I'm saving room for that San Francisco chocolate muffin. <laughs> Dude, did Is they that have that thing? on the menu? Are you that That's what it's known for, right? <laughs> the, it said Fisherman's Wharf and the chocolate muffin, the <laughs> mountain that they have. That's why people come to San Francisco. <laughs> That and the seals. <laughs> and the uh, Kirby Street. And uh, I can see the brochure now. Yeah. See the seals, the Kirby Street, and don't forget to get a chocolate muffin. And some incense from Alcatraz. <laughs> what else? Uh, I would love to see you order the chocolate muffin from the waitress. I just like have this deep disappointment when she. I'm sorry, we don't have. Uh, I don't have that. Oh man. I was just there in uh, um, March, or February, ah. the Sketchfest, San Francisco Sketchfest. I've never done the Sketchfest, no. but it always looks like fun when I'm watching it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It, it's something that's like it's like three weeks, and the, the venues are very disparate. Of festivals, it doesn't have like that centralized hang. But, right. You know, right. I had a good time. A friend of mine is. Uh, um, her father is a general in the Marines, or he's a retired general, and he runs the Marines Memorial Hotel uh, right on Sutter Street. So every time I go up there, because I was a merchant marine for a while, yeah. so they give me like the active service members cool. rate, and I get to stay there. And what is it? Really fun. What is a merchant marine? Um, it's not a. It's not like a military thing, though. It's like a no, it's um, civilian, but you transport cargo on ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. You ever see Captain Phillips? Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job of capturing what merchant marines do. It's a civilian job, but you're, they call it the truckers of the sea. <laughs> so you're kind of working on ships, but transporting cargo. And do a lot of the guys have naval experience? Some people do. Yeah. Some people get out of the Navy, but those yeah. are more officers. Uh -huh. You know, I was always unlicensed. I yeah, never yeah. wanted to get it, my, my ticket because right. it was just, it takes too long and I knew I wanted to come here and do this. So yeah. I did that for about five years after I got out of high school. Went to college, went to junior college for about a semester and I dropped out and I was like, well, I, this opportunity came around and that's what I did. So. Where did where'd you go when you were in the Merchant Marines? When I shipped out of um, New York, I went to Europe and Africa. And then about, I was there for about two years and then I moved back to the West Coast and that's uh, Central South America. Japan, Korea, China, you know, so good, good part of the world. And you were, are you on the same ship all the time, or do they? <clears throat> no, they would always, um, the whole industry, because it's a, a union job, is based on a principle called rotary shipping. 
so there were no permanent jobs in the union. You could only be on one ship for four months, and then you had to get off and uh, vacate the job for another union member. So you could do 120 days, and then you get off and you register your card in a union hall, and your card's good for 90 days. And um, the older, pick up another gig. yeah, you pick up another gig. And the the older your card is, the more seniority you have against people. Like if my card was 80 days and your card was three days, yeah, I would get the next job that came in because I've been out of work the longest. Yeah. So. Um, I would get off a ship and I'd go backpacking for you know a couple months and then come back when my card was like 60 days old so I could have a better chance of getting a neck and a good job. But I had a really good time. I'm glad I did it. It was. But so it's different guys on the next ship you get on. It's going to be all different guys. 100 percent. Yeah, for the most part. You may know some people from another ship that you worked mm -hmm. on, but it's not. Um, there's not like, hey, there he is. Hey, I know this guy. It's a, you know, it's a re, it's a recruit. You know, you what can stay on a little like? bit longer. Pretty salty, pretty salty guys. Yeah, I mean, I was always Anybody probably with tattoos. <laughs> no, there was. I didn't see no tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> no faded that's, ink. That's what I heard. You can't have a tattoo <laughs> in that job. Did you ever right. go back to your bed and find another guy jerking off to a picture of your mom? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? How can yeah. you do this? Yeah. No, I was always the kid. Every ship I was on, I was the kid because they were, they were like 20 years or more older than me because there wasn't a lot of people my age in the industry because I did it from like 19 to 24, you know, 18 to 23. So I just kind of found it and, and did that. But Any most of the people I worked with were lifers. Hey, kid, go get us a bucket of steam out of the walk-in. Wait, that's a bucket of steam? Right away, sir. Yes, sir. I can't remember ever being praying. Also, like, merchant ships are so scaled down. and You know, you couldn't send someone on a fool's errand because you needed them to actually, like, do stuff. Like, Navy ships are probably, like, three or four times more crude than a merchant ship because it's a government contract. Merchant ships are civilian. It's just, like... The bottom line. Yeah. yeah how long are you? It's, it's like you get on the boat, and how long yeah. before you get off? And you're. I think the longest I was ever was um, like 14 days, 14, 15 days. I sailed from South Africa to Atlanta uh, to Savannah, Georgia, and that was that took like 13 days, 14 days. But for the most part, they don't go. It's not like those Jack Kerouac, you know, Ernest Hemingway stick ship days where you pull in and you're like, we're gonna be here for two and a half weeks. It's like you go in. And when your car goes on or off, you get out of there because yeah. they need the dock space. And they do it all with the containers and the cranes, right? So they yeah. can do it fast. Exactly. Huh. So even if it's like three in the morning, you're like, all right, all hands on deck. Wow. Literally all hands on deck and you go and you untie the ship and you go. Even if you're not on watch, they have the bell and you're like, oh, all right, you know, you turn to. And then if you don't, they'll just fire you and get somebody else because, you know, they're hungry. Mm -hmm. But it was a good way to see the world, and I was grateful for it. But it sounds like some places you wouldn't even get to see them. You wouldn't get to get off the boat. Sometimes you couldn't. Sometimes you would go on and trade watch with somebody else and say, like, well, when we get to, you know, Busan, Korea, I'll cover you. And then when we get to, you know, Shanghai, you cover me. You know, and then you can kind of see it that way. But, I mean, there's times where you'd be there literally for like 11 hours, 12 hours. They have eight containers that they're gonna like 
unload and you're gone. Oh. You know, it was very quick, but very efficient, especially when money's on the line. You know, they don't they don't think about our sightseeing desires. It, right. Uh, out. But um, I was grateful for the opportunity, and I look back on those days fondly. You know? But it almost feels like another lifetime ago. You know. What? Well, I- I'm counting three lifetimes so far. You got the Merchant Marines, then you got the crew on the show. Seventh seven, Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Yeah. And now you're an actor, podcast. Yeah. yeah. The movie, podcasting right? empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We leaving any out? You know, there any, did you do any other? Uh, I think we're good. Get that to um, No, I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, wait a minute. High school lifeguard. Yeah, and there we go. Not forget uh-huh. about that one. Well, I do have a play that uh, is opening Saturday that I've directed. How long uh, is it? At, at the right. Atwater Village Theater. What? Saturday? It'll run for six weeks. Saturday uh, This what? Saturday, June 7th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And is it uh, and it'll every run for Saturday nights? Or? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoons at 2. So Thursday through Saturday at 8. It's called uh, Dental Society Midwinter Meeting. Cool. And it's about a bunch of dentists that get together at a convention at the Skokie, Illinois Marriott. And they're just trying to, you know, forge their future. And what's happened is the leader of their organization was caught uh, having an affair with his hygienist. But what that doesn't bother them so much as the fact that he's been allowing her to practice without a license. <laughs> the most so egregious offense. What do you mean practice? Right. She's been doing dentist kind of work. Been doing all kinds of stuff, yeah. Wow. Pulling and veneers and everything so that's got them up in arms how do you, how do you know so much about dentistry just through this play <laughs> I thought maybe it was a summer like after college you just went off and merchant dentist no no I'm glad you asked I, I'm a dentist oh, yeah. wow, wow great wow congrats good news I went to a dental high school right <laughs> dental high school not postgraduate work. Just well, I didn't write it. I just directed it, and it opens uh, Saturday. Cool. So after this, I go over there and see if I can finish. How big is the cast? Building light cues. Uh, six people. Very fast, fun ensemble thing. Little vignettes, some great monologues, some like plenary sessions where yeah. they, you know, talk to you about coding what you do, not overcharging, and, right. mm-hmm. uh, or drug addiction in, in the dental workplace. Right. That's uh, a different kind of coding. Yeah. Right. Racism, hiring, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Yeah, the, the the wife and I had a great time at your other play. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, was yeah. Really fun. And very, uh, uh, I don't remember, what was the, the name of it? The, Changes yeah. in the mating strategies in white people. I think was the name of that. <laughs> Did you write that one? No, didn't write that one. <laughs> Solange Castro wrote that very funny stand-up and playwright. Cool. Yeah. How what? How are you uh, now Doing a this? play director? Yeah. Well, I. Uh, Where are you hanging out? What can I do? <laughs> you don't want. Who books do that play director? No, I, who who books that? Uh, I went back a couple years ago, got my master's in performance, and Amazing. so you did. Yeah. So through that, you do a lot of directing classes and you're doing I did like maybe eight main stage shows Mm -hmm. through that program and uh, And where was that? at Cal State Long Beach yeah and our our, uh, grad level theater is based on the Queen Mary so we did all these crazy plays on Queen Mary and you're working with undergrads as well and 
they're, they're in some of the shows or they'll ask you to be in their, you know, showcase or whatever. And so there's just, you know, 24-7 theater. And, and then I'd done some theater in L.A. prior to that. And, and, uh, and somebody contacted me to direct the Changes play. And then somebody, I, I started going to these meetings of another theater company of somebody I knew. And, and we were just doing all these play readings. And we finally centered on one we liked. And they mm-hmm. said, do you want to be in it or do you want to direct it? And I'd say, I want to direct it. Because I've been acting so much, and um, I like directing. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you get to see your ideas implemented by others. It's yeah, no but also thing. it's a great. Uh, you know, my way doesn't have to be the way. You mm-hmm. know, and I often tell you, even the first rehearsal, I was stuck, and somebody said, "Can I make a suggestion?" I was like, "Awesome." I'll totally Shut take up. credit for that. <laughs> was it a good suggestion? Yeah, it was. I think or I got the ball moving. So uh, it's a collaborative. Course. process which is fun and so it'll it'll find itself probably in the middle of the run you know we'll find out oh that's how we should have done that of scene course, of course but uh that's now I'm just hoping it just also too, if you're working with students you could be like in 30 years you're like I remember I had this director when I was first starting out yeah. Craig Anton and you know you could be you know an influence in someone's life for uh-huh. years I, I think that's really cool well, Jake and I immediately go to the bad places. He touched me in an inappropriate way. <laughs> yeah, that's Greg would not I, I stop exactly hitting on me. Ready to go <laughs> sexual, but um, yeah. Okay, do another anchor. Um, no thanks. Okay. He told me I should never do acting. Right. He said, "Find something I'm good at." It's yeah. not your thing. <laughs> you're very natural, <laughs> but the way that you, as a person, you're not a believable human being. I don't find even when you're talking to me, I can't believe what you're saying. You're specific. I just feel good. <laughs> My name is John. I even I don't believe. <laughs> Why? Um, I did ask a kid uh, last semester. I said. What are you doing in this scene? What do you want? What gets you up in the morning? And without a, missing a beat, he said, my mom. And he was serious. He did not understand as my... As the character or as the guy? He didn't Just understand the, the metaphor man. of yeah, what the gets you up in the morning. Reference, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mom morning. gets you up yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe we should get your mom into this scene. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mom. How old was he? He was probably 19, 20. But there's Young no nineteen-year-old dentist in this play that you're doing. Now. <laughs> no, this is grown exactly. These are grown-up, grown real-life actors, real yeah. working actors. Is it three men and three women? It is. Yep. And are they mixed races? Are they, they are just trying to look out for. Yeah, and it was specific in the diversity. In the text. Yeah, there's, there's a whole. The playwright was clear that she wanted some mixed uh, race in there, not a strictly. It was white written show. by a female person. <clears throat> yep. Yep, Laura Jackman. Dr. Laura Jackman. Dr. Laura Jackman. <laughs> Is she a dentist or no? From Yale. No, she's a Yale MFA grad playwright person, I think. Cool. Smarty pants. Yeah. go to Yale, yeah. I think that counts. Yeah. No, that well, counts. we had a president that went to Yale that, you know, <laughs> they, let a, they let a few guys in there that, you know, were not. I mean, but he did. He became the president. You're right. I, yeah. I You know what? I'm going to back off that. <laughs> Yale is great. <laughs> They've got a skullduggery society. Come oh. on. Yeah, he was a, I mean, a military hero. He's a Yale graduate. He really. It's funny if you look at that um, that biography on paper. You're like, ah, oh, this is. Was um, he a military hero? 
Hang on a second. No. I think he gave that to no. himself. His yeah, father sure was. It's so endowed. <laughs> Virtue of legacy. Yeah, his father was. Yeah. He, I'm going to split off 20% of my heroic efforts. <laughs> and I'm no longer going to take care of the credit for those. And they can be yours. Yeah. Well, his museum just opened. Uh, no, really? Well, oh, I, I'm sorry, library. Library. The Bush. George W. Bush George Presidential w. Bush. Library. Yeah, yeah. And I where think is it's it? in. Uh, um, Got to be in Texas. Right? It's in Texas. I want to say um, not Austin. Austin's too cool. Houston is where they're mm -hmm. from. Yeah, uh, probably or like Plano. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's but also it, a gas station. A lot of people don't um, know that, that you can buy gas there too. You can fill up your car and then read all the books that he's read. Right. Truckers can shower there. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It has it's a all. campground and a water slide. The KOA. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can slide hook up into the utilities. It's shaped like a rack. <laughs> hard to get out of though. It's hard yeah, to get super, out. No of. ladders. There's no ladders. Right now there are more. Super deep. There are more jerky, uh, beef jerky uh, samples than looks. <laughs> yeah. The gift shop is delicious. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, it's good Your to leave the phone on. Is I over. love that he leaves his phone on and it's his show. It was because it was. I was waiting for you guys. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss uh, out. I'm going to make sure I miss a call. I left my phone on too, but I'm not. Ironically important. enough, one of the auditions that I had this morning, um, as I was sitting here waiting they called me and they're like, How, where are you? How come you couldn't make it? It was just like, I made it. I was there an hour ago. Oh. Like, that hurts. You made a big impression. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so unforgettable. Yeah. You we don't remember here? him showing up. Yeah. That's so funny. I text you a picture of me. I'm doing another podcast tonight. This is a big day. Oh, wow. Are you really? Who is it? Yeah. You know Matt Weinhold? Sure. He's got a podcast. They him. talk about uh, sci-fi monster movies and stuff. Oh. Cool. You can talk about my dentist play. As you should. Is it a sci-fi? Why would you not? Yeah. yeah, well, why would I not? You're right. <laughs> Do you think they'll have another uh, Letterman spot for you before the swan song? Um, I hope so. I How many so. have you done at this point? Forty-three, I think. Oh, oh my God. God. Unbelievable. It's my main thing. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's what I was doing while you were riding around the world in a boat. <laughs> Pulling teeth. I pulled a few teeth. I mean, I was on the road. Pulled a few teeth. Like metaphorically? No, no, no. Yeah, both, both. Yeah, a couple of times after the show. Yeah, the last set I saw they had, it was like, I can be friends with the building. Great, great. Yeah. Yeah, you can look at YouTube videos of me. Just Google Jake Johansson. Or my website, shakethis.com. And then I have gigs in comedy clubs, but I don't know when this is. You guys doing all right? Sure. Oh, yeah, we're doing great. Yeah, I feel great. like now what I need is to get more people following me, following me on Twitter. Uh -huh. Are you on Twitter, Craig? No, but that's all the club owners are concerned about. I, I actually think that it's easier to get meetings to pitch TV shows. It's easier to, to sell your special to Showtime or HBO. 
if you have more Twitter followers? It's because the show business is basically admitted, look, we don't know how it works. Right. We are not creative. We can't. Right. Not you tell only are we us. not creative, we can't tell after you make it if it's good. Right. <laughs> we can watch it and not know. Yeah. Right. So we can watch your thing and then we'll go see how many Twitter followers you yeah. are. And if you have enough Twitter followers, we're going to pick you up. This must be good. Season. Yeah. yeah. The sad but true files. Yeah. It's true. And that's probably the way it's always been. We've just been interested. Well, they've, always, in... they've always had a more secret way to, to you know, yeah. they had some yeah. kind of rating or they'd put show your picture to a monkey somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he would do whatever he did. Yeah. You know, I don't know what. what he just if he threw it on that side of the room. <laughs> you want to feel sorry for somebody, feel sorry for that monkey. Yeah. Right. He doesn't understand. That was like unlimited <laughs> bananas and another hot monkey. I mean, it was, to him, it was a hot monkey. And then I'll just drive up. It's like they don't show me any more TV shows or movies. I used to see pictures of actresses. I get nothing. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. He doesn't understand. I don't understand, but he really doesn't understand. Once water reaches a certain mark, you can only tell when it rescinds. You've seen the high water mark for the monkey. It's just like, eh, unless things get better, they can only get worse. Yeah. Uh, I submitted a, a, a sitcom pitch to, there's like an NBC comedy playground thing, like where you submit your pitch ideas, and I think it's like a testament to what you're saying, which is like, whoa, we, we don't know, we have, here's a website, and put your idea on, yeah. you, you tell us. Yeah, we'll steal it for you. <laughs> we'll put Tony Danza in that. <laughs> I don't think... Uh... Well, they're probably still putting Tony Danza in things, aren't they? They can't stop. That's how much the monkey loves Tony Danza. Fucking monkey died of old age. Tony Danza can't stop working. As long as he plays a character named Tony. Yeah. Which he did in like four yes, It's hard for him to remember who's talking to him unless they actually say his name. Right. He's been so many. He's portrayed so many very roles. Uh, well, I, I pitched a show to... Uh, uh, some network down the street and the poster that they had was Tony Danza in Teach remember that show Teach it was a reality series where he went into an inner city school and taught children and was like a high school mathematics professor and I was like looking at that poster I was like now if they buy my idea does it mean it's a good idea or is it the same network that bought Tony Danza teaching inner city high school I don't know I'm at a weird spot now with I mean, I would like to... I stopped going on auditions for a while and just was going on the road and loving being a stand-up. And cool. now I kind of want to start going back out. But then, you know, you're going to talk to your agent and they go, well, what shows do you like? Yeah. It's like, I don't watch it. Yeah. I like Breaking Bad. That's over. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones. That's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I like watching Dodgers games. Yeah. Is that what you're going to me? It's not. You're going to get to be... You're not going to get to be one yeah. of the Dodgers. Yeah. I like Matt Kemp. I'm... I'm to be the Don Zimmer just died, right? So I could yeah. be the, I could be uh, the R. a few more decades, maybe if I put on some weight, I could be the old Don Zimmer, <laughs> not the young Don Zimmer. They're gonna get that guy from The Mentalist to do that. That's who I cast it. The young Don Zimmer. <laughs> Simon, what's his Baker? Simon Baker. Yeah. Uh, there are so many shows on now. which just like they've been on for like seven or eight years. It's like, have you ever watched an episode? No, no, not one. But like, but it's like a hit, and it's still. Yeah. What about? I don't understand. What about the thing with like? Do you watch Mad Men? I do. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Are you kidding me? He watches. He's been on it. Craig Anton. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, I watched the first season. Yeah. And then I watched the first third of the second season, and I kind of felt like. 
I had other things that I started watching, and it's kept going so long. Now I know you're on it. Alan Havy's on it. Yeah, Alan Havy. Yeah. And I love yeah. Alan Havy, and yeah. I love you, and I would like to see you on the show. But yeah. So you gotta go back to the beginning, or right. to the second season there. Yeah. Well, what's the character I gotta go back. Well, I probably have to go back. At this point, it's been so long since I watched the first season that I gotta go back and watch that. I think it's on Netflix now. I know, but right. But it's like a job then for me. Yeah. I got a little kid and I got yeah. a wife. Suck up the time. <laughs> right? That's true. You got a wife. Yeah. She have a job? You watched that episode without me? That's what happens. No, she got mad. Ah, yeah, she got yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes ahead without me. We started watching. This is. She's got some hookup with. My wife is from New Zealand and our neighbor is from here. But he's. He's an Anglophile and he's married to an Australian, so they've got. What's an Anglophile? He loves England. Oh, Englandphile. Oh, I got you. Britain. Yeah. And so he's always getting these foreign TV shows, getting my wife hooked on that. Like we were watching Downton Abbey before uh -huh. it came here. Right. And now my, he got us watching Borglin. Borglin? Mm -hmm. You never heard of it? Uh -huh. It's about a Dan the, the first female Danish prime minister. It's not a documentary. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. And, started watching that and my, I went out of town and my wife said this is the only thing I like yeah. so I'm watching all the rest of the episodes right. without you now yeah. and I can't I don't know I liked watching it with her because we could talk about it but I don't know sure. if I like it Connect. enough to go back and watch the rest of them now we're watching The Return oh. which is a French TV show that they, they're making into HBO. an American show called yeah. I think Resurrected yeah. and these people that have died just show up right. like this one girl they were, they were twins, and they died. Well, the one died when she was like 13. She shows back up. Yeah. And it's four years later. So she's 13, and her sister is now 17, 18. I think that's an ABC show. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it has the dad from uh, uh, that 70s show, Red, um, some other actors. But they remade it because, like, oh, it's a success over there. Let's yeah, let's somehow co-opt it. Except it's the sh the French version is great, but it's yeah. so weird that like like we've watched five episodes and I still am not sure what the fuck is going on. <laughs> And I just, in America, they won't do that. Like, that show, Kath and Kim, is an Australian show. And it's a, it's about class, you know, so, social class. But they really make fun of the lower, lower class. class. Yeah. Like, they really make fun of it. Yeah. They're not, they're not, I mean, and I think they tried to make a version here, yeah. but they kind of softened Shannon. it and tried to make it yeah, politically correct. I mean, I'm sure Molly Shannon told them, like, the reason this isn't funny is because you're not, yeah. you're making it too nice. Yeah. But that's what happened. I read the script here, it was like, this is not, it's too nice. I think there's also that backlash against the one percenters who just like, oh, no, everyone's looking down their nose at us, and, you know, oh. it's like, if you made Richie Rich now, it would just be like, he has this opulent wealth and he can do anything he wants. Are you saying we should make a show making fun of stupid rich people? It could be it. Something to think about. Warren Buffet. Unless we get to shoot it. Well, like, we could play his sons. Like, and we're just, we're like, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Oh, oh shoot, who was I? Saddam Hussein's sons. Uday and Kuse? We're just terrible. Right, we are the Uday and Kuse of America. People, we're just, totally inept. We're just going everyone, yeah. everywhere and being completely terrible, like yeah. crapping our pants at a strip club because we think it's okay and you can just pay. And uh, dude, I remember like... I feel like that's... I'm going to take that one out of the pitch, but you see where I'm... No, no, that leads the pitch. Who's going to have to do that in the show? Well, you don't really actually have to crap your pants. Everybody just pretends that they crap your pants, okay? When we shoot it, no one's going to really crap their pants. It's been so long since I've been to an audition that I felt like I had to point that out. Right? We don't, you don't crap your pants when you go in on that, do you? Okay. I didn't really just crap my pants. I had a bag of my own shit in my pants, and I just broke it open when I did so I just want you to know that I understand how acting works. Do you want to book the job? You'll do what it takes. <laughs> method. It's method. Yeah. I do remember, like, in that Bush era when we were in Iraq and there was, like, that announcement, we killed Saddam Hussein's sons. You're like, um... Ah, okay. Right. Who they are gone. You're like, when they would what are you, explain, what? But when they explained how terrible they were, yeah. you were like, right. holy God. Yeah, right. The first season was funny. Yeah. Once uh, so right McCann in Erickson got involved in you know, selling, and we were like, oh, yeah, I guess they're going Yeah, we did the right thing. Um, no. So in our show, we're going to have to back off of the... Yeah. <laughs> no tigers and cages. I could see this somehow becoming something where the three of us sue each other in about a year and a half. Technically, Jake Pitchett's here. We added to the. It's on the internet. Yeah, get a lawyer, internet. Yeah, lawyer up. I think probably we're gonna be we're gonna be partners in the lawsuit of whoever listens to this and actually makes it into a show. <laughs> he shoots it on their iPhone. It's like, oh, it's so low. Like, yeah, it's so gorilla. Oh, it is. That's the thing now, isn't it? It's less less deaf. No more high deaf. You know, reality. Yeah. Just shoot it on your phone and put it out. I think there's something to that. My buddy Brendan has a joke about shooting an indie film in Silver Lake with his uh, Prius camera yeah. in the back of his car as he backs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Brendan, so retro. Brendan's last name. Small. Yeah, Brendan Small. Brendan Small. Yes, I know Brendan Small. Oh. You could Google him and watch that joke shot on somebody's phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I might have to shoot that this afternoon, just in yeah. case, yeah, just to cover my idea. I had a Prius camera show I pitched uh, six months ago. <laughs> Nobody would buy it. Yeah. But finally, IFC. Well, they had 14. And this guy, Brendan, what's his name? Yeah. Stealing my idea, taking mm -hmm. credit for it. Oh. <laughs> Alright. That's not even really him backing up. He put his car on a trailer to shoot. <laughs> it's a process trailer. It's a red cam. Yeah, he went totally cheating. Yeah. Two crew, three guys were in the hatchback fighting a bit crazy. I still see your commercial all the time, the Subaru one. Oh, alright. Have you seen Craig's Subaru commercial? He's letting his daughter change the tire. There's a big reveal that yeah. his dad was there the whole time. That's nice. Yeah. It's touching, you know? Yeah, thrilled. 
thrilled that they get to run. Sometimes they don't run. True. Sure. You know. I would almost watch just commercials now because that's yeah. how little TV I'm watching. Yeah. When I turn on, you know, you turn on to watch some award show or sporting event, and then all yeah. once there's commercials and everybody else is like, oh, not this one. I'm like, that's a really good. Yeah. And then, yeah, but we have to watch it all the time. Yeah. I don't get to watch. I, I used to do a joke about having kids, and the last movie I saw was Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't remember to this day the last Owen. movie I went to see in a theater. You know, right. Really? You still don't go see movies? Not really. I mean... There's something of a screener culture, too. Like, yeah, if you right. like get something, right. then, you know, you know... Well, at Academy Awards time, yeah, it's, that's when you... And then this neighbor with his... Anglophile thing. <laughs> I mean, turning you on to Netflix. Yeah, stuff. he's not getting things built. Yeah. He's part of the secret underground. <laughs> Shibboleth. 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 Wow, that was a good one. I've read that word and I can't even really say for sure I know what it's Shibboleth. It's just the skull and bones clandestine. Mm -hmm. Cabal. Cabal. Is it like a cabal? It or? is. Yeah. I'm so glad I got to use shibboleth in context. Most of the time you try and shoehorn it, it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I used a word today, uh, semanticist. <laughs> wow. Well and, done. Uh, is that like vocabularian? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it or what is it? What is semanticist? Is it a word? I think, yeah, some, yeah, some, exactly. Yeah. 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 Somebody that. There's also there's like another necromance semanticist. <laughs> a necromance semanticist is a like a Lord of the Rings guy where he he, he says some unbelievable poetic sentence and then it rains. Sounds like a good ba band name also. All right, give it up for the necromanticists. <laughs> it's a good name. It's not a good band name if no one can. Every time they introduce you, it's slightly different. The necromancemancists. <laughs> then the guy kind of shrugs. All right, I guess so. I give it up. One, two, three, four. They start playing. That's how they finally have to do it. Is yeah. You would as soon as you say neck, we're. Gonna <laughs> Hit it, Craig! Necrophonics! That's people who make love to dead words. Let them hear it, everyone! We guys have a show coming up, the Tulsa Skull yeah. Swingers. You know, this show's uh, June 27th at the R Bar. Cool, man. And then we just got into the Festival Supreme. Uh, I the, saw the uh, poster. Comedy oh, amazing. Oh, where was yeah. the Festival, Festival Supreme? Supreme? I think it's at the Taco Bell down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Extra for sour cream, but it's worth it. Is the Festival Supreme here in Los Angeles? It is, yeah. Last year was on the pier. Santa Monica oh, Pier. Well, I, I, that. I, was I live in town. Santa Monica. I was out of town that day. I could walk to the pier from my house. Uh, I could go to that festival. Oh, well, now they moved it. Are you in it? They moved no, it they an moved hour it. away. They oh. so the, I think the, the, what, the Coliseum or the somewhere Yeah, in I think town. it's a downtown, like well, the convention good. center or something? Convention center? Not the Is convention it? center. It's uh, the LA Expo. Expo Center, which I don't know where. So is. you're doing that? Yeah. So that leaves we could go to the pier and do our whatever <laughs> we want to do. There's not going to be a thing at the pier now. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll do 90 seconds to open for you, Jake, the and then you just inferior. Yeah. <laughs> I really warmed him up for you, Jake. Yeah. I did 90 that's seconds right. of my best stuff. The festival penultimate. <laughs> well, that's where the money is now. 
Yeah. You know, it's in the bigger events. If you can corner the market, I mean, you got your podcast, and there's a podcast festival. I did the podcast like festival podcast last year. Festival. Let me tell you about the podcast. These podcasters are part of something really big, yep. and it's called the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and people can download them right into their phone. I want to get one. I just, have to, I just have to sell my eight-track tapes, <laughs> and I'm going to get on it. This internet highway. Yeah. I was talking to somebody. I wish I could remember the comedian. Some comedian, his manager, says you should do a podcast and then sends him like buys from eBay this reel to reel recorder. That's yeah. wow. That's like really a high like fidelity, a a high fidelity <laughs> yeah. antique thing. Yeah. And he can't tell, like he's a young comic and he can't tell if this powerful manager, if it's like, is this a joke? Is this a $2,000 joke? Or does he really. Is he is he a moron? Yeah. Did I just hire the wrong manager who thinks you do podcasts on a real to <laughs> Well, uh, Barry Katz does have a track record. Maybe hey, you should buy this Nagra. Let me tell you something. That is a bad choice of examples because Barry Katz has a podcast. Have you listened to it? Industry standard. Standard. It's yes, pretty. It's pretty good. He gets some great guests. I agree. And they, I mean, I like Barry. Yeah. But they startle startlingly have. A lot of respect for him. Yeah. yeah. The guest. I mean, they're very nice to him. Right. And uh, it's interesting if you have time when you're not listening to us eat lunch. <laughs> right. In a bar. Right. Why are we saying? plugging others' podcasts? Oh, this will all be. I don't know. That's no, the thing that I do. It's out. It's out. I, I've got an agreement with him that he plugs the things that I'm doing. And sure. He's actually, as we speak, plugging Jake and I's next show at the Cinema yeah. here. He books the festival in Fiorio. <laughs> Right. He's actually printing some of our T-shirts right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's got to deal with the UFC, so it's a combination comedy show and fight. (laughs) No Rogan decides which comics he gets to fight. Always fights two or three at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh God. I'm up against Mary Lynn Rice Cup, and so I feel good about my chances. I just picked her because I just met her. She's very nice, but I think I could take her. I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen either one of these crafty. Though. She's from Detroit. Right, and she knows it's a fight, but the thing is, I don't think she gets, she gets it booked through age and she doesn't realize it's a fight until, That's I, right. until I knock her out. <laughs> when she house. wakes up, I go, look, I'm really sorry. But yeah. I'm gonna, right. I won. <laughs> you have 24, I have That's this. Right. Yeah. You understand. I feel like it's fair. You pro- I don't want to know how you feel right now. Give you a chance. Give you a chance to get your shit together. In a year you just woke up. <laughs> Don't decide right now. Oh God. All right. Uh, CraigAnton.com, JakeJohanson.com. It's JakeThis.com. And then I have a podcast, Jake which is called the Jake This of Jake Johansson Great. podcast. on the uh, All Things Comedy Network. Yeah, well, I'm yes. not sure what that means, but yeah, I'm on that network with yeah. a bunch of other great podcasts. I'm on I'm, all of the other podcasts that are not on another network are right. on that network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your show at Largo, at the um, All Things Comedy oh, that was a show. Fun, yeah, that was a great show. Great show. show. Yeah. That was a fun show. They're putting more and more of those. Yeah. I haven't been on the other ones except <laughs> been out of town. We already took care of They had a bowling night. Oh, yeah. The bowling night. I saw that, too. Actually, uh, Graham and I were on this podcast panel for Digital Hollywood, uh, Graham Elwood, 
for so who I met at the podcast festival right lives very close to me yeah we still haven't had coffee and it's coming on almost a year yeah and that was a promise what a that jerk. I made to him what a jerk I'm a, I might be the jerk but he has my number two yeah there you go yeah. I'll take it all on and there's another component of like 43 Letterman she's like I don't want to bother Jake you know I doubt that that's the case I think he's probably just busy we're busy we're busy, yeah. we're busy. he's actually in Australia they're making a, a podcast documentary ah. and he's over in Australia right now interviewing podcast fans and did a Kickstarter campaign and they raised like a bunch of money and they're doing a documentary about podcasting right now so wow. yeah the comedy film nerds uh-huh. Chris Mancini so we got to do a Kickstarter for this Saddam Hussein's sons. Yes. <laughs> I'll get on it. Right Uday and Kuse dot biz. Yeah. We're going to have to make it more American names. That's the first note we're going to get. All right, guys, that was, that was it. That was episode 32 of the Grabbing Lunch Podcast with Jake Johansson and Craig Anton. Don't forget to look for our new joint project, udayandkuse.biz. But in the meantime, if you are in the Los Angeles area, do yourself a favor and go see Craig's play that he directed, The Dental Society Midwinter Meeting at the Atwater Village Theater. And uh, the Jake This podcast is jakethis.com and allthingscomedy.com. Jake is about to celebrate his 100th episode. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Uh, go to grabbylunch.com. Go to mattknutson.com. Uh, and in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. And good night. <laughs>